Hello and welcome back to the What the Derf Show. My name is Freddie and this is Noemi. And in this episode, I have a, a weird bathroom story for you. Um, just goes to show that once again, everything does kind of happen to me. And just a forewarning, this is a ranting episode by me. I'm kind of just like working through something and you can be here for it or not. It's, it, it is what it is. I just, I needed to work through it and this isn't like anything heavy. It, it's just, I'm complicated. I'm a very simple, complicated dude. And Noemi's just like in the background like this. Yes. <laughs> As always, leave a like uh, on Spotify. Give us a rating, five stars. It would be appreciated. And to follow us on Instagram and Instagram, what the Derf Show does. You can follow me, what the Derf. Follow the what the Derf Show and follow O dot Noemi on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the episode and have a good day. Because if it ain't good, then why have it? Bye. Say bye. Bye. Okay. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I can hear myself. I can hear you too. Well, we have microphones and headphones, so I hope that's the case. <laughs> yes. So uh, yesterday, a general contractor came. There was an appointment set for yesterday at 9 a.m. Okay, 9 a.m. in the Where? morning. The appointment was set for my casa, mi casa, my house. Okay. Um. And what's going to happen is that this house that I live in is, I don't know, it was like built in the 1800s. It was built in 1810, pre-Civil War. I, I don't know when, but it, it's pretty old and they want to update it. And make it more livable for the employees because it's me and another guy here out here in the boonies. And uh, yeah, uh, I was I'm happy with it as is, but they're gonna upgrade it. I was like, hey, just don't raise my rent. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I found out about this on Wednesday. Oh, so they just decided, and you were like, okay, yeah, that's fine with me. You know, it, was, it wasn't crazy, and 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 I, I picked up a little bit, and you know, made made it presentable. I sprayed I sprayed Febreze. That's a, always a good idea. On everything cloth. And I even sprayed it sprayed some of it on, on like you? hard surfaces surfaces. No, not oh. on me. Not on me. But like my gun safe, I sprayed Febreze on it. Why? Why not? <laughs> I don't know what absorbs and what doesn't. I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. Well I, Okay. Go you on. Know, it'll if if it, it might dehydrate it and leave like little wet spots on it, like after the dust settles or whatever. I don't know, whatever. It's still gonna smell good. Whatever I spray is gonna smell good. So my gun safe smells like freaking Hawaiian breeze right now. Nice. I do like that scent. And uh, so I cleaned up a little bit, and then Saturday morning comes, and I told my neighbor, I said, "Hey neighbor, I'm not gonna be here, so I'm gonna leave my door open." Because I have to be somewhere at nine. Uh, we have an outdoor small group for the church that we attend. Uh, our father's house. I don't even know why I even like, I'm like, hush, hush about it. We attend our father's house in Los Banos, California. And uh, we have an outdoor small group. And I had to be there at nine o'clock in the morning on Saturday. So I was getting ready to make my way out there. So at about 8.10, because it takes me about 25 minutes, 30 minutes to get there, I, I like to get uh, coffee ahead of time, but I did, I, actually, I didn't have time. I had to go pick up Noemi, and we got coffee after. And, um, Picked up the girlfriend instead. Yes. 
I chose girlfriend over coffee. That's very Which is a sacrifice in itself, but both have to face the repercussions of that. <laughs> so I'm sitting on yes. my I'm sitting on the toilet. Okay? Okay. There's only one reason why men sit on the toilet. I'm going doo doo. Okay. Right. And I live oh, in yeah. the, I live in the well, boonies. In the main rooms, like my bedroom, my living room, I have a bunch of curtains and blinds, okay? But my bathroom, when I first moved in, didn't have any blinds or curtains. And I live in the boonies. Nobody's looking through that window. So I, I never, it never dawned on me to cover it up. You know, you can't mm. see... The the window is above the waist, so I'm not just gonna be walking around naked. All you, if I ha- if I was naked, all you see is the belly button up. Probably, I don't know. I've never looked at myself through the window naked. I didn't put a camera up to, to gauge, but that's just what I'm guessing. You know, I didn't Google, okay. I didn't Google map it. Okay. And I'm sitting down, dropping a deuce. Ew. And uh, watching YouTube videos. You know, I don't even remember what I was watching. I think I was just watching like people getting knocked out because that's that's what guys do sometimes. You know, quickest knockouts in UFC 2022, baby. And uh, it's 810. Noemi, uh, when did I say they were supposed to be there? Around nine. Nine o'clock. They said nine ish, which usually for me, when, when I say ish, that means probably a little after. More than likely a little after. Probably means 9.15. And it's if, a Saturday. When someone says ish, it's like when DirecTV or Comcast says, we'll be there between 9 to 12. They come at 12. You know what I'm saying? The only time DirecTV or Comcast comes at 9 is when you make the premeditated decision. You know what? They never show up on time anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and go get some some uh, con- conchitas at the, the panaderia. Mm-hmm. And I'll be back home at 10. And then once you leave, Comcast calls you at like 902. They're instantly there. Instantly there. Like, hey, I'm here. I can wait 10 minutes and I got to go. And you're just like, you're never here. You're never here. So this is a long, long story. And uh, so I'm sitting down. Why did I bring that up? Oh, the time. So I'm sitting down and I, I hear noise and ruffling outside my, my bathroom window. Mine, no blinds, no curtains. And uh, my back faces the window, you know? So I'm just like, whatever. I live alone. I have a gun in my house. You know, like, I'm not really... At night, I get a little weary, but at daytime, I'm like, dude, if you want the smoke, you know, you can get the smoke, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and I hear a tape measure. I'm like, oh, tape measure. Oh, they're supposed to be right at night. What time is it? 8.12. <laughs> And I was like, I wonder what they're measuring. And I can't fully look behind me. Okay. Like, I have to turn around to see behind me. I almost got like a uh, a Batman issue. Like, I, I have to like turn everything. You're just so too big. I looked over my shoulder and with my periffs, I see the yellow tape through the bathroom w- window. I was like, oh, someone's measuring the window. Hey, I'm going poop right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going poop right now. <laughs> oh, no. I said, they could see me. Oh. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm going to assume that they didn't see me. Uh, they got the vertical. Like, oh, there's a guy going poop in there. We're walking away. I hear the tape go. 
that back there it's retracted and then i hear it they pulled it out again to measure the width of the window i look behind me and i'm just like ah maybe that man doesn't see me going poop and then they're just measuring right and they're still i can feel them i'm okay i forgot to add this part of the thing all right i (laughs) i (laughs) what I just got out of the shower. Oh. Okay. And one of the worst things for me, I hate it. I hate when I get out of the shower I and I have know to poop. This is going. I hate when I get out of the shower and have to poop because I just clean myself thoroughly and now I have to poop and clean it with paper. I, I would rather poop before the shower. It's poop shower, not shower poop. <laughs> but it never happens that way. Never happens for whatever reason. Maybe I think you just relax your body. The warm body hit the warm water hits your body, and you're just like, <sighs> and then your body's like exit, and then um <laughs> yes. So you were butt naked. I was butt naked going oh poop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and there was a guy measuring your window. So I look behind a third time, and. I'm just like, man, this guy just doesn't doesn't like recognize that there's just a person going poop in here. <laughs> and I look behind. I was like, oh, it's a lady. <laughs> oh no! It's just the plot thickens. <laughs> and then did she see you? And then I looked a third time. It was a lady, and I was just I looked forward again. I was like, I'm not gonna wipe while they're measuring the window. You know what I'm saying? I'm well, not going to do it. Not, you're going to traumatize her. So I'm just going to sit there. I'm sitting there waiting for oh, this person behind God. me to leave because my back is facing the window and they're on the other side of the window. So they just see someone squatting in their <laughs> butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> Poor lady. She's just trying to do her job. And then I look for a fourth time and they're oh, gone. Oh, my God. So I finished my business. I'm like, okay. Mind, I am not ashamed. Did you skedaddle out of there as fast as you I am could? not ashamed. I didn't feel embarrassed. Nothing. I'm just like, this is my window. <laughs> and you're like, this is my life. <laughs> yeah, this is my life. Of course it would happen to you, <laughs> babe. Of course it would happen to you. <laughs> so I'm. Oh, my God. So I'm pooping. And uh, no, I finished pooping. Then I, uh, they, uh, they're at the front door and I go answer it and. I see the guy that has come before, and I was like, yeah, just make your way around. Uh, I'm leaving right now. My my neighbor's going to lock it up. And then there was this big, fat dog with them, like the fattest dog I've ever seen. Oh. So my ex-wife, okay, my what, ex-wife number one. Hold on. Oh, do the, the thing. Ex-wife number one. She was a veterinary technician. I don't know why that's the name for it. Veterinary technician. Veterinary technician. That's a mouthful there. Oh, they are, they, they are a vet assistant. Vet assistant. Why, why do they have the, the technician part? Just, uh, oh, I don't it's know. fancy? Fancy verb. Because you got to go to school for it, so you got to give it a oh, cooler name. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Oh, medical assistant is medical assistant, though. Why not like super vet? Super vet. <laughs> you know? I don't know. So Vet ish. She was a vet, vet tech, vet, veter, vet, veterinarian, vet veteran, veteran, I can't even say it right now. Veterinarian. Veterinarian technician. technician. And you call them vet techs. Are you a vet tech? I'm a vet tech. Yeah, we're a vet tech. No dude vet techs. There's a bunch of girl vet techs, you know? Only girls like animals. But, um. No. There was, hard, there was never any dude vet techs. So, 
she had this thing one time. It was like a scale. Dogs from a top view, aerial <laughs> view. You know, you're gauging the width, the girth of the stomach of the dog. Okay. This is the second time I've said girth in like four episodes. And this is worthy of it because I think medically it even says that on the paper. You're testing for, you're looking for the dog's girthness. And uh, <laughs> it goes from one to nine. And you want the dog to be at a four to six. That's healthy. Not, one. Not skinny, not too big. One is like that skin and bones, like crackhead looking dog. Yeah. And um, poor dog. And I feed them every time because they're always out in the outskirts. Oh. Uh, whenever I'm working. Yeah. There's times that I didn't have any food and I went to go get burritos and gave it to them. You're just the sweetest guy. I just called them crackhead dogs. You're just very sweet. Those are dogs that people just. They got a dog because they're like, oh, I want a cute dog. And then and they can't handle them. And then they just dump them somewhere. on the on the opposite side of that scale. Nice. There's a number nine, which is just straight dance, just a block of meat like the the two like the, the sides could be. It's just I can't even explain it. I can't explain how big that is for a dog. If you've ever seen a dog that big, almost like. Their width. He was a, a nine. He was a nine. The width around the stomach is the length of the dog. Like they're just a oh. meaty dog, and I don't <gasps> so understand cute. how dogs get like that. Like they just um, feed them. Yeah. That that. So ideally, I I believe they're only supposed to eat twice a day, but some people will just feed them all day, every day. They'll just feed them. So there's a dog that Whenever walked in, ask. walked in behind the guy, and then I'm just like, huh, no lady. So I needed to go get my phone, my wallet, and my keys, and I'm heading out of there. And they're looking inside in like my kitchen and stuff like that. And um, I, I see the lady with them. She walked in after. And I look at her, and she looks at me. And then I look at him. And he's like, this is my wife. This is, okay, this is how I know she, she noticed me taking a dump. This is how I know. I didn't ask. The guy said, the husband, he goes, and, and this is my wife. It wasn't like he's he's a, he's a cool dude. He knows how to introduce, you know. Like he he's very firm, handshake, looks you in the eye, not scared, very assertive. He introduced her like you already knew who she was. It, yes, like, like it you was had playful. already seen her. I'm like, what? Yes, she already saw me. By the way, my I only wife saw, saw I only saw the perifs of her. <laughs> I saw the perifs. Yeah, yeah. So um, interesting. I have a story too. That was a, a 13 minute. Uh, I got. I got looked at while I was pooping. Oh my gosh! So that, I mean, I just I have to say that stuff because it happens to me. Well, I had well, I've ne- I've never had nothing like that happen to me. But I had told Freddie about this not the first time last week, and he's like, "Save it for the podcast." I don't know if you remember. Go for it. It's just a funny little anecdote of. <laughs> so I get coffee every morning before work. I need coffee. I work with children. I need coffee. Okay, so I go and I get my coffee, and I'm really excited, and then. I am also ADHD. I have I have I have symptoms of ADHD. So I forget things quick. Okay? I forget things very very quick. And so I get off my car and I I have my coffee and everything but I I have like 13,000 bags with me. Get into the school, get my stuff set up, I'm ready. And I'm letting the kids in through the gate once it's time and it's time for the kids to come in, uh, ready, get ready, getting ready to, for school. 
And then I get a call from one of the parents and I answer my phone and she's like, Hey, she goes, did you have a coffee this morning? And I was like, Oh yeah. And it's just like 35 minutes later. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh no. Where did I leave it? She's like, you left it on the trunk of your car. I was like, Oh, let me go get it. She goes, no, some homeless guys drinking it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, I guess that was meant for him, you know, like that coffee was, was meant for him. Was he drinking it next to your car? He was just chilling right there next to my car. Wasn't, isn't there like a guy, a new girl, that guy with the glasses that's always chilling out there by Jessica's car or something I'm just, like that? I, I, we've established You're this. Jessica Day. <laughs> he was just leaning on my car, that's drinking before my show. coffee. I think that happened in the show. Really? Something like, just like that. Yeah. Oh man. I have to, I'm going to ask her about it again because this happened the last school year. Uh, but we were both laughing. It was so funny. She's like, hey, did you leave your coffee? <laughs> I was so excited to go back and get it. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. She's like, no, some homeless guy's drinking. It, like, that's such a, like, m- like mess. Like, she messed with your emotions right there because it's like, hey, you forgot your coffee. It's like, oh, yeah. Somebody's drinking it. Ah. Uh. Like, <laughs> but it's so, you know, it was, it was like, too, it was too funny, though, to be upset about it, you know? Yeah. So it was pretty great. So we went to the, on a, a very short note, we're going to sidetrack to oh, what we did today. We went to mm, Shaver Lake that is yep. south of Fresno, like about 50 miles. And we both miles. got sunburned. Dude, I wasn't wearing Freddy's a shirt. sunburned everywhere. For four, dude, it's My nose crazy. is sunburned and I could feel a little bit on my lips. A little I, bit. I think for the, for the advertisement for this episode, it's just going to be my sunburnt torso. My sunburnt. <laughs> dude. Oh no! It's bad. I've never been this sunburned before, but I was just living my best life. I had like we had two poles in the water. I jumped in the water. I'm just and like it was oh. honestly really fun. It was peaceful. Peaceful. Just like that too. Peaceful. Yeah, we were listening to Jack Johnson, um, the Banana Pancake song. Yeah, we listened to Better Together. And can't you see that it's still raining? Ain't, ain't no, no need, need to, to go, go outside. Yeah. Ain't no need, ain't no need. Dun, dun, dun. How's it going? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. He says like a Hawaiian word. But anyways, we were listening to him. We listened to Greatest Showman. We just like, you know, we had moments, I think a couple hours of just silence. nothing, just silence. I didn't even look at her. We were, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. But anyway, it was really, really nice. Uh, but we got supper. Bad, dude. Mine bad. isn't bad. His is really bad. I feel... I had my hat on the whole time. I'm hot, but not sweaty. So I'm concerned. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. And I was I was telling him, I'm like, well, how is that possible if you work in the sun all day? Well, he wears a shirt to work. But he wasn't wearing a shirt today, so I protect myself. From this. Yeah. I wear long sleeves. To yeah, work you wear long sleeves, and we we did start off wearing long sleeves. Yeah, he he got in the water, so yes. that's why he kind of took took it off, but it's put some shorts on and it stuff. It was cold. Yeah, it was nice, but I didn't bring any extra clothes. I just kind of like put my sleeves up, so that's why I didn't get sunburnt, basically. So yeah, that that's a, like a little little that that's what's going on with. with it was us. so fun though. It was fun. We're gonna do that. You could rent like fun. paddle boards and uh, and um, 
uh, pontoon boats and fishing yep. boats and yep. jet skis, all that stuff. Kayaks, mm-hmm. you could rent all that stuff over there at Shaver Lake. And yep. I, I don't know why I don't do that more often. And we're going to do it more often. Yeah, we were like, we kept telling each other, like, why don't we do this more often? It's not that expensive. Just, you know, say what for gas and food and that's it. Dude. Or plan for gas and food and that's it. Why? why like. I, I walk around, I walk around, yeah, I just walk around the neighborhood, you know, I don't drive. I, I go around, uh, you know, the Los Baños, the town that I live, or, or the town that I live in, and I, I still see the news about, like, the Queen and stuff, and then I'll hear podcasts and there's stuff about the Queen, mm. and I'm just like, dude. Because she's a queen. I don't get it, though. Okay, okay, but she's a queen, or she was. A what? The Queen of England, the longest reigning queen of England. Like, that's a big deal. I personally, I I do I do love all things. I'm not gonna lie. I do love all things from like the all England, Great Britain, all that stuff. Um, Europe is very fascinating to me. So I'm actually I avoid all the news about the Queen. I don't know why. It it's not that it doesn't interest me. It's not that I don't care. I, there's just a lot of it. So I, I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of it. So I'm like, oh, she died, you know, may she rest in peace. Hopefully she's, you know, in heaven. And she did live a long, good life. She reigned well and she was well loved by everybody. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't, there's no, I don't feel a need to be like, oh, I want to know more, you know. So yeah, it's it is everywhere. And yeah. it's, it hasn't let out yet. So we got into a little bit of that, but when we're talking about what we're going to talk about <laughs> for the podcast, oh yeah, I told Noemi I was just like, you know what, I want to start a little light, but then I also want to get into a little little deepness. Yeah. I don't know, you know, and it all started off with. I think conversations with her and uh, so so right now, uh, forewarning, it's going to get serious right now. Yeah. So if you're just like, I'm here for the laughs, go put something else on. Okay. Put a different episode. Put, put a different episode. Put uh, Freddie Caught a Girl. That one's a good Ooh, one. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. And, and I wanted to get serious just because honestly, I'm going to use this time to kind of like just vent. This, this is just me. This is, this is my therapy session because I don't go to counseling anymore. Okay. I heard it. I heard again. So this has just been just marinating on my mind for the past three weeks, and and I heard again, and it kind of hurt my feelings. Somebody told me in advice, like they're talking to me, trying to give me advice, and they said, "Remember, Fred, you you've been divorced twice." And I've heard that. I've heard that. I've so many times from different people, and people mess around and make jokes about it, and then they'll be serious as far as. When it comes to talking about a relationship or my future relationships, you know, you've been divorced twice as if I'm, I'm the different one. I'm the imperfect one. Okay, so I don't get what that means. I wouldn't tell somebody that's struggling with their weight. I, you know what? I see you in the McDonald's. I see you in the McDonald's drive through line. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I feel that, when I hear it, I look at it as a whole and I go, what does that mean and what do you view that to mean? It's just been it's just been been on my heart and it's bugging the hell out of me. Because I'm looked at 
as a person who's had two failed relationships, two failed relationships, and as if I have a problem or I may be the problem, it takes two. Wow. And the thing is, it's different people are saying the same things. I don't know why. And the most frustrating part about it is that the people that say this don't even know me. Don't even know me. So to give some kind of advice toward me in a way that's so heavy that has to do with my future relationships, but not even know me that I'm a baker, I'm a damn good cook, who my favorite baseball team is, football team is, what I like to do on the free time, that I like to golf, that I go cornhole and bowling and I'm actually pretty good. And I mean, I put a lot of my life out there, but what kind of music I listen to, what what I like in a person, what I don't like in a person, what are my insecurities, what are my faults, what do I feel are, are my strengths, the depths of a character, what makes me laugh? Have I heard you laugh? It's so weird to get advice from somebody who I haven't heard genuinely laugh. When I ha- if I've known somebody for years on end and I haven't heard a belly laugh, that means that I don't have a relationship with them. That's how I perceive that. And I I, I take I, I take this. Like I take it. You've been you've been divorced twice. You know, it, it takes two. So keep that in mind when you go into your future relationships. Don't don't rush into it. It's like, okay, okay, tonto. I I I know this, and I know what I've done. I didn't get divorced and think, "Whoopee, I'm free." I got, I was broken twice because I loved both women, like straight up. Like I loved both of them. And I was more heartbroken the last one. And then I, I beat myself up already going through all this stuff. What could have you done different? Is it you? Is it you? What's going on? What could I have done differently? And the last one, I don't have my stepson anymore. Like, like what could you have done differently? And I, I have to go through that. I go to counseling. I'm trying to figure out, I'm doing my own soul searching. I'm doing this and trying to figure it out. And somebody throws this little on the surface thing that says, you've been divorced twice. Yeah, no crap. What do you think I've been doing? The crazy thing is when I look at it, when I look at it, I have overcame twice. I've overcame two very, very like heartfelt sufferings, like grief, and I overcame it. And it's made me stronger, like straight up, like straight up. There's so much scripture in the Bible about suffering and now suffering's growth. And I've gone through it and I've grown and it doesn't make any sense to me. So, It has me kind of sitting back. It has me sitting back because, because whenever I feel that, it's not me feeling ashamed. Like, oh, you know, that's just, you know, you're ashamed that you're divorced. No, I'm, I'm not ashamed. 
I'm not ashamed. It sucks that people talk about it either in a way that I don't recognize that there's things that I may have to work on or as a joke. It, it sucks a lot. But what sucks the most, this is what sucks the most, is that in both divorces, you're alone. You're alone. Okay? So in a divorce, you're mourning the death of a relationship because you, you became one with that person and you're torn. That's dead. And you're mourning is mourning and like grieving over it as if it's a death. But the people around you see it as divorce, stigma. So you're alone. Nobody asks how you're doing. And then I divorce the second wife and I lose my stepson. And I'm not a dad anymore. After five years building a relationship with them. And people think I'm crazy for still seeing him. But I think it's crazy to not see him. Who's right? But the issue there that I have there is nobody asked how I was doing. No one. Not, not more than on the surface. I never got a phone call. There was nothing. And it was okay. Cause I already recognized after the first divorce that nobody, nobody, unless, and it's gotta be intentional. Nobody, nobody really has the time to care, especially when it comes to divorce and not recognizing that it's, it's, gr I will tell you, I grieved over my last d divorce just as much as I did as my mom dying. That's how much it hurt. It hurt bad. Like to where you just feel numb. You feel like empty, like you, you empty. And nobody asked how I was doing. Nobody said, I remember in the beginning when, when I did get a, a divorce um, and I left home and working on it, on the divorce and yada, 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 because some stuff happened and people didn't know. People didn't know why, because there's no relationships built there. So everyone would always ask like, where's Brandon? My stepson, ex-stepson, where's he at? And I'm just like, I don't want to talk about that. So, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't come. He didn't come. And I got so tired of hearing where, where he is. Like, where is he? Why don't you have him? That I put on Facebook separated with my, with my ex-wife. And, and cause I know people are all on social media and they'll see that. And somebody called me out and said, like, like, why do you got to be dramatic like that and do that? I'm like, dude, you don't even know. Like, there's another thing. The relationship's not there. I've been known for having a really small circle. I don't really open up to a lot of people. One, th one thing I do know and that I've learned in my 34, almost 35 years of living, that relationship comes before any, any sort of advice. It has to. You know, one of the most annoying things that someone can do that gets uh, as a new hire they start throwing their opinion around and they have no relationship with anybody in the workplace. Not seeing how we work, not knowing what we do. It's annoying.
if I hear it too much, I'll, I'll like, I'll shut it down quick. Like, hey, bro, watch how we work and just shut up. And then if you have some, some advice after you've seen us work a few times, then shoot your advice. But until then, shut up. Build a relationship. I feel a little lighter saying all that. I needed to say it. You know what I mean? Why do, why, do, why do you think... Why do you think people throw around advice that holds no weight with no relationship built? Why do you think it's there? I don't know. I, maybe they think they have a relationship. How? I, I don't really know. I... I... I don't know if I can get into that kind of a mindset, but I maybe maybe they think they're helping or they want or they want to help, but I don't know. It's just it just depends on uh, so I'm sorry. It just depends on the on how it even came up, I guess. That's what I think. Like if Sorry. I had to readjust myself. I thought she was gonna fart on me right now. No. No, it's just um I think it, it depends. Like if if you're asking for advice and then they give you advice you don't like. I don't or, I I've never asked for advice and people give I'm it not to saying me. you. I'm saying like in general. Like I'm saying in general. It's crazy. It's crazy the amount of advice that I get, even though I don't even ask for it. And you, and I I do I do ask for advice, okay I do, but I very seldom do I ask somebody, and and I have to know you before I even ask, and, and hopefully you know me, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the people the people that you go to for advice, mm-hmm. why do you feel comfortable going to them for advice? Um, because I know that they'll tell me the truth. Why? And that they really love me and care about me because they know me. How do you know that? The relationship, right? Yeah. Okay. That's that's likewise to to relationship given or like uh, advice given, you know. And it led me. It, it landed me on this this thought process. That that was me venting and just kind of like my my emotions. And this is my outlet, I guess. And. X amount of people will get to hear it or whatever. And like, Fred, what's going on? But th- th- that's crazy. So, And maybe somebody can relate. Maybe somebody can relate. You know, and, and I always try to find, I always try to find, because there's two, there's two things that could happen. I could be getting advice from somebody that has no relationship with me and they're completely wrong, or I might be completely ignorant. And then that, because that thought process, because I landed on that thought process, it it led me to this thought that imperfect people are leading imperfect people. Just straight up. Imperfect people are leading imperfect people. And well, I think that oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say, and I'm just I, I'm stuck on that thinking, okay, imperfect people are leading imperfect people. And how can we confidently how can we confidently guide somebody? What what are the grounds of confidently guiding somebody? What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that that's why 
God says not to follow man, to follow him. Because people are going to make mistakes, you know. You can have, you can have the best um, intentions in the world. Someone can have the best intentions in the world and still mess up, you know. That's why I try to avoid giving advice. I try really hard not to. I try really hard not to, unless I'm being asked a direct question. And even then, I say, well, when I went through something like this, this is what I did. You're going to have to figure out the best way for you. That's what I try. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect, and that's why I do it. It's just because I've had really bad advice given to me before, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't want to give bad advice because it could have been great for yourself, but you don't know for the next person, you know? So um I don't give advice, but if it turns into something like that, more more often than not, I'm usually saying what I what I specifically did, and I don't say you should do this, you need to do this, or you have to do like nothing like that. But um, yeah, I'm babbling, and I forgot what the original question was. No, so like it's like when when it it's it's weird being me because I already I already. I know it, especially because I'm so out there. I know it because I'm so out there. All right. And I'm comfortable and confident in my ability and what I do and who I am. That's good. And just, just 100%. And I think the only, the only people that I'll talk to you about, because you're my person about just just anything like i'll talk to you about other people are your your brother and your sister or your uh, uh ruth and and your brother-in-law whether like just You're saying other than me those are the people that you tell stuff no no, no the, like okay what, what i'm trying to say is i'm used to my actions being judged by other people just straight up. And I think it comes with just kind of being out there because it's out there and, and, and I mean, I'm kind of asking for it in a way, but not really, you know, especially when someone doesn't get it. What I do like on TikTok or what I do on the podcast, this is like 90% like exaggerated. I don't, I don't talk like this every day, you know, like I'm just, I mumble most of the time. I have to enunciate right now to make sure that it's, it's good and palatable for your ear. Yeah. I don't talk like this in real life. I don't think. But for whatever reason, there is, I will, all my life I've kind of gotten it, you know, especially in later for whatever reason from the outside end, people feel like they have to have an opinion about like my actions and doings. And a lot of it, a lot of it came from family at first, and then coworkers, and then you know future family, blood and not not blood and not blood. I've heard it, and I, the thing is, I've never felt obliged, like pushed, for someone over there to make a decision about their life, and me like feel some type of way about it. I don't care, like I do, uh. I do, but I don't. You know, like it doesn't. 
it's not that I don't care. It's not even, it's not even, it's just neutral. It doesn't affect me. So what I'm saying, the only people that I talked to you about decision making recently, your your brother and your brother-in-law and sister were looking to buy property. So I'll be like, what do you think? You know, like, what, what do you think about it? And we're just talking about it because I love them and the relationship is there. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't bad. Or even about uh, a blessing that, I'm not going to tell all his business, but a, a blessing for a transition in her brother-in-law's life. And I'll talk to, to Noemi about it. And then whenever I was asked for advice, I'd give it. And that's the only time, like because the relationship is so tight to where I will have a genuine like emotional concern for better or worse whenever something comes up for Ruth or 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 Jesse, Naomi's sister and brother-in-law, because the relationship is there. That is the only reason, like the only time. Mm-hmm. So I I'm I look at it. I look at it. Imperfect people leading imperfect people, giving imperfect advice. The the only thing that that's going to be perfect is um, anything biblical. If if it's scripture, scripture related. If you can chase it back to scripture, that's fine. And that that is what we believe. And that's the structure that we believe. But there's so much gray. It's crazy. There's just so much gray. And this all started, once again, I keep talking about it with that podcast about talking about what is weird and what is good. To me, honestly, like... It's weird that every church's structure is the same. That that is so weird. It's weird that there's a time limit on church. Like that's hella weird to me. And not every church. The the past three churches that I've been to, there's a time limit. The church I grew up in had no time limits. Yeah, that was intense. And And they still run it the same. (laughs) Like that. That's weird to me. No time. (laughs) So so it it it. It sparked this thought of what's weird, and then it started. It sparked the thought of what's right, and then it started. I started thinking about okay, what about advice and opinions, and then thinking about everything. Everything stems, every word spoken stems from imperfect people. So what can we trust? Scripture says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart." Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So is it biblical to say I don't trust people? Mm-hmm. I can't put my trust and faith in people. I can hope that you keep your word, but I shouldn't be surprised. This is what I'm working on right now. I shouldn't be surprised when an imperfect person lets me down. Yeah. Or, or the, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, or an imperfect person butts in when they shouldn't butt in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. That, that just... I have to let it go. I have to learn to let that go. I have to learn to let it go because I am an like an analytic, like I'm like this brain that just doesn't stop. Yes, he will. He will go through the thoughts every which way, in any way, shape, and form. But you're very thorough too. Okay, so I'm trying to navigate through this thought. 
So if anything, if all that's kind of like mumbling and I feel like I'm articulating it pr- pretty good, it's just this, you can tell that I'm struggling with this because the thought is that imperfect people are guiding imperfect people. My trust is in the Lord. What can I have faith in? This podcast that I listened to said things are weird and Christianity's weird. It says we have 30,000 denominations and then that sunk in and then it sunk deeper and then it rooted deeper. That thought, that seed, because that guy said it. I'm like, whoa, wait, how many denominations? Why are there so many different denominations? And why did it get so selfish to where there was segregation? That's like that blew my mind to the point where you dilute all of that and you label yourself non-denominational, which is the church that I go to now. It's a non-denominational church. Almost trying to navigate back to the one church mentality. Yeah. But throughout throughout history, every person is just trying to prove themselves right. Every person is trying to trying to have an a, an advice or or an opinion or some kind of validation that they have confidence in because a bubble built whether it be a small bubble or a big bubble, and that's their bubble of comfort, and it doesn't like to be rocked or popped. Or, or, or it's hard to, to, to navigate outside that bubble. But then again, your bubble might not be, not even be right or perfect. And that's where I struggle too sometimes with the, with that thought. Cause then you can go into a wormhole and get lost in it. It'll suck you right up. And I've had, I've had difficulty. I think I've talked about it on the podcast where I'm like, well, who do we trust? especially when it comes to people and God says, you know, follow me, trust me. God makes it very, very simple. He makes it very simple and we complicate things. So God just wants us to live well and righteous with the knowledge that we are going to mess up because we're human, but that we can always go back to him. We can always go back to him. And so that's where I find peace in those thoughts of like, well, then what is right? What is, you know, what is okay? What is not okay? Oh, me personally, that's what I do. Me personally, I try not to worry about all the big stuff like that in that scale. And I just have to do like my own checks on myself. Okay. I'm, is it according to, to you know, is it scriptural? Is it, is it biblical? The way I'm living right now, is that okay? What I did today, when I messed up and I, you know, I, I said something I shouldn't have said or I did something I shouldn't have done. And I, and I, I can honestly say I will repent to God. He's the only one that I answer to. I don't repent to, to a human, you know, because, uh, you know, I grew up in church. I, I, I was hurt by the church and, um, and I went through all the things, all the emotions, you know. So I, I, I think now I'm still learning to, to not depend on man and to just do my checks with God and only him. I just, I just find myself. No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. Like I just find myself in this bubble, maybe call it a 35 year old midlife crisis, but it's not. I'm very, like we went to the lake today. I'm cool. I'm chill. Like I still do my thing. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do me. And that's just, that's just who I am. That's what I do. And 
it's funny because I was telling Noemi about this today. Like, I'd rather be alone. Like, 100% of the time, I'd rather be alone. I would rather be alone because I don't have to worry about what people want to do, what people want to eat, what people... Uh, I don't have to worry about clothes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to worry about somebody else's needs or desires. I could just focus on me. And that's a good place for me. I like being able to focus on me. I can be alone. I can put my phone down. I could sit down and stare at a lake for five hours. Like, like it's crazy. It's just, it's crazy to think that it just blows my mind because I feel like my brain wants just to land on some sort of simple way of living. But my, like, it's like stuff's so complicated right now. Just complicated. Everything's complicated, man. When it comes to po- po- political views and 30,000 denominations, that's crazy. That's complicated. And I was like, and then I started doing social media and I love doing the social media. I love doing it. And some hit me, it's like some hit me the other day. God doesn't care about TikTok. He doesn't care about Instagram. He doesn't care about attendance. He doesn't care about the lights. He doesn't care if you missed a, a note. I, I don't, I, I don't receive otherwise. I don't receive it. Because when we, I feel like a lot of life is judged on human eyes. And there's very few that judge it on like biblical eyes. Like, like, like godly eyes. And I'm having a hard time deciphering which is which. I, like a, a really hard time. And I landed on it, like I said, I landed on that thought, imperfect people leading imperfect people. And I thought, how can we, <sighs> Jesus came down, Jesus came down and I spoke about it before. Jesus came down and the way he taught was asking questions. He answered three. He asked 300 and something and he was asked 186 or something like that. And he was the most perfect person. Like he's perfect. But he never gave advice. That's not how he taught. He gave parables. And what does a parable do? It makes you think. He never said, you should. This is what I think you should do. No, he was smarter than that. He knew to keep you out of it. The word you. Because once he says you... It's received as an attack. I learned that in counseling, four years of counseling. This is what I think you should do, or you're doing this. You do this, and I don't like it. 
And then we have imperfect people leading imperfect people, giving imperfect advice. When Jesus asked questions, gave parables. So what's right? I don't know. I don't know. And it's hard for me to to figure out what's right. I'm 35 years old. I'm available. You know, it's crazy. Like, I remember uh, we went to the Sequoias last year. And I invited a ton of people. No, like that. That's what I do. I invited a bunch of people, and nobody wanted to go. It was me, Noemi, uh, our pianist, and two of the youth. And how many people did we invite? I don't. Know. Everybody. You know. And then we did a a Spartan race. And once again, I'm just like, dude, this is gonna be awesome. You know, I'm going to invite some dudes. It's going to be awesome. Let's do this. No dudes went. Just me and three chicks. We go do the, the, a 5k, uh, the one that we just did. Like, it was just like me and PD. As far as the dudes and just a bunch of chicks running. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I see these things. Like, I notice it. And, and when it comes to, like, me opening up, I'm just like, it's hard for me to find people that like to do things that I do or have the energy that I do. So I feel really segregated. My issue is that I shouldn't feel so confused. I shouldn't feel conflicted. I shouldn't. But I do. And it isn't, it's never, the crazy thing is, the past month, I felt conviction once. And I pray. I do, I do all the things. I talk to God every day. It's crazy. Twice. I felt conviction twice. But I'm conflicted about just people every day. And it's hard for me to let it go because of my analytical mind. And this is just me venting right now. I don't know what it is, honestly. Imperfect people leading imperfect people with imperfect advice. And... uh like, if you listen to podcasts, everybody just knows what they're talking about. Everybody's so certain. Everybody. It's so annoying. So annoying. And you listen to, like, celebrity podcasts uh, interviewing celebrities, and it's like a, a conversation with a person about a conversation. Like, it's like... It's like a conversation about a conversation. I can't even explain it. It's, it's, it's just so unreal. And the... the there's nothing real there. It's crazy. It's crazy. And you, everyone knows what they're talking about. Everybody has the right answer. Everybody has the right advice. Everybody has the right diet, the right church, the right analogies, the right, the right relationship advice. When it comes to things on, on the media or podcasts and, and, and books and this and that. And I, it's crazy because... I've been told by multiple people to like read more 
And I'll, I'll listen to an audiobook here and there. But it's really hard for me to do that because once you read it, it's there. That is like the development of it's it's embedded into your thought process whether you re- receive it or not receive it. How do I know what's right? Like it's crazy. All all I, I don't know. All, I'm just I'm lost and confused and conflicted and I'm sunburnt from like my neck to my belly button and that that may have made some sense, it may have made no sense, but I needed this to be that. I, I needed today to be that. Because I crave I it's quick. It's a weird place to be to where I'm okay alone. I would much rather be alone, but at the same time I crave like camaraderie. Like I'm going golfing on the 21st of October. And I love that. I love being on teams. I love building off of each other. I love doing stuff. I love being active. Um, when I say that I'd rather be alone, it's just when stuff gets heavy and confusing. The things are just confusing when they should be easy. And uh, the more people I meet, the more confusing it gets. And um, I don't, I don't think. I think I'm a smart dude. I think I am, but then again, that goes hand in hand with an imperfect person giving imperfect advice, or maybe even having an imperfect opinion about themselves. It just has me thinking, like, what do I know? All I know is what, what I've been kind of like raised up to know. And going back to that podcast, is it weird? Is it right? Who knows? I'm just me and I'm just like conflicted the past like two months, dude. It's crazy. I don't even know what's right anymore. And so somebody, and the, the thing is somebody might hear this and might want to call me. That's not what I'm asking for. That's not because then that just goes hand in hand with it. This is some crap that I got to figure out myself. And if I cross the line and I'm not trying to like, I'm not like anarchy trying to rub anybody the wrong way. I'm just working through an emotion and that should be acceptable. I'm working through it. Because eventually I'll get through it and then have a podcast about like, remember that one time I was talking all crazy? But um, this is going to be a short podcast. Noemi's tired and I need to let that out. I think we're going to go from there. You have anything to say? Are you tired? Does your face hurt? Okay, bye. Bye.